Are your, are your eyes open? All right, get your Bible. Get your Bible. Say, this is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. Today I'm being taught the Word of God. My mind is alert. My heart is receptive. And I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name. Say, this is God speaking to me. Amen. Your Bible is God speaking to you. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, um, I'd like you to open up your Bibles to Isaiah 53. Um, Isaiah 53. We're going to talk about healing and miracles this morning. Amen. Um, Before we read that verse, I just want to encourage you to become a good student of the Word of God. Become a good student. When you come to church, be a good student. You know, um, as a former teacher, Good students have different habits than poor students. Good students who uh, get good grades and pass their tests usually have really good attendance. And they're alert. They're listening. If they're old enough, they're they're taking notes. Um, Or they'll go back and review their notes. Amen. Um, Don't forget, you know, it's so important. You know, we put things on the podcast on Facebook Live. Go back and watch those things. Um, God sets us in the house to hear what our pastor has for us. And people that come through this pulpit, that pastor invites to come minister, such as we just had uh, Dr. Nancy, um, the ministers, there are answers from them for you. Because God put you in this house. He had you on his mind. Dr. Nancy said this. He had you on his mind when he put you in this church. So every, every um, teaching, preaching that comes forth from this pulpit, there's answers in that. And if you listen and walk away, then you're not, um, it's so easy to let things slip and forget, you know. And so be a good student of the word. Be a good student of your pastor. Um, they're your feeders. Your pastor's your primary feeder, amen? And so if you want to feed, if you want to eat, if you want to be the, like the sheep that's the fat, fluffy sheep, you know, they're, they're, they're clean and they're fat and they're fed and they're, they're doing well and they're healthy and they're whole, um, they're staying close to the shepherd, amen? And so it's so important um, to make sure you're feeding on pastor's messages and those that are delivered from this pulpit. That's your number one. Amen. So go back because there's answers there. Amen. Um, let's pray as we get ready to uh, get into this, this uh, teaching this morning. Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you that we receive it with uh, hearts that are open, ears to hear. And Father, I thank you for utterances coming forth through my mouth this morning. I thank you for answers. And we say, Holy Spirit, have your way in this place. Have your way in us. We are yielded vessels in Jesus mighty name and everyone said amen so I want to talk about healing today but I also want to talk about miracles Um, as I'm talking about healing if you don't need it now you may need it sometime Um, but you can also apply this to any area of your life whether it's your finances your relationships you're believing God for something maybe a new job Um, I'm here to tell you that miracles are simple let me say that again Miracles are simple. Healings are simple. The enemy would try and tell us that to get healed, to have a miracle, it's complicated and it's hard. You're, you, what you need may seem complicated, but to God it's always simple. 
and the human mind, we tend to make things that are simple, we tend to complicate them. That's human nature, right? And so uh, Isaiah 53, verse 5, and it says this, He was wounded, this is talking about Jesus. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. And by his stripes we are healed. By his stripes we are healed. It doesn't say we will be healed. It says we are healed. By his stripes we are healed right now. Right now. If you go to 1 Peter 2.24, it says by his stripes you were healed. It's past tense. What is this talking about? It's talking about Jesus. He died on the cross. He took stripes for you. He was beaten. That whip had, you know, it said it had nails and, and rocks and all kinds of things. And when they would uh, uh, beat him, and they, it would stick to the flesh and pull out, it would pull the flesh off. And he took stripes for you so that you could be healed. It says, by his stripes... We are healed. We are the healed. Say, I am the healed. Say, healing belongs to me. It doesn't matter what your body feels. It doesn't matter what the doctor's report says. Healing is yours. It was purchased for you. You don't have to purchase your healing. It was purchased for you by Jesus on the cross 2,000 years ago. He purchased it for you so that when you come into the new birth, when you ask Jesus to come into your life, now that healing belongs to you. I'm not trying to get healed. I'm not trying to be the healed. I am the healed according to the word of God. By his stripes, we are healed, right? Now, I want to tell you this story, and this is one that has been coming up in my spirit for the last few, I don't know, maybe a week or so. Um, it's the story of Norval Hayes. He had a daughter, and she was 16 when the story I'm going to tell you about took place. But she had 42, say 42, growths on her body. Growths, warts, I, I'm not exactly sure what they were, but they were growths, and they were all over her body. 42. She must have counted them. There were a lot. And... Um, Norval said he prayed. I'm going to tell you this story. This is through his lips. I was listening to, to his testimony. He prayed for five years, and guess what happened to the growths? They got bigger. I said they got bigger. Okay? But then he said, Jesus. He came to this point. I think he had a, what is that, a meet, meet with Jesus moment. He, got, he came to the point where he said, Jesus. I want to know the truth. Why are these growths still here? And he cried out to God. And, and, he, and the way he, he gives his testimony, he, he gives the impression that he didn't know much about healing at the time. He didn't know much about the Lord. I don't know how far along he was. Of course, he had been praying for five years. They got bigger. So he reached out to the Lord. He said, Jesus, I want to know the truth. You know, if you see something on your child, and it's physical, you're seeing those growths, Every day. And who knows, you know, the, I don't know if she was in any kind of pain. I don't know if just, just the physical um, appearance of them, that doesn't sit well with a parent. 
And so he got to the point. He said, I want to know the truth. And he said, I was sincere. I wanted to know why weren't they going away? Because he knew that Jesus was his healer. Okay? So he started to pray this sincerely for about a few weeks. And um, he said the longer he prayed, the bigger they got. And so he started, you know, after seeking God, he said for two to three weeks, he said nothing happened. Not, you know. Then he said he, he, beat his he beat the floor with his fists. <laughs> he said, I want to know the truth. Heaven has the truth. I want the truth. And he cried out to God. Now, see, some people, they're okay with their illness. They're okay with symptoms. They're okay with things. And so they just, they get used to living like that. And they just live like that. You know, you can accommodate symptoms and illness easily. Yeah, you can just, you get used to it. You don't even realize it, right? But I love this story about Norval Hayes because he, he wanted them gone so desperately that now he's praying. He's like, here, I'm praying for five years. They got bigger. Okay, now, you know, he's beating his fist. I want to know the truth. We have to ask God sometimes. Lord, I mean, do I really want to know why I have symptoms? Did I open the door somewhere? Am I not obeying God in some arena? What's going on here? Am I just resisting the devil? I don't know. But he was sincerely, he wanted an answer and he was willing to go after it. I said he was willing to go after it. If you're praying for something for five years and then for two to three weeks, now you're crying out to God every day. I want to know the truth. The Bible says when you seek him, you will find him. He will give you an answer when you seek him. Praise God. And so he said, I started to cry out to God and I said it boldly. You've got to get bold when you want an answer. Like David, when he went after Goliath to take him out, he was not shy. He did not back up. He went full force. I want an answer. This is Norval Hayes. I want to know what's going on. And uh, Norval Hayes says this, Jesus likes you to speak your words loud and clear so he can hear you. God does not honor silent faith. God honors faith with action. In other words, you've got to open up your mouth. Come on. I love what Brother Copeland said. He said, words are not for communicating. We think, oh, we have words to communicate. They're to lay hold of things. Come on. Some of us, we need lay hold of our miracle, lay hold of our healing, lay hold of prosperity. Words aren't to communicate. They're to lay hold. God's given us words to lay hold of things. That's in Mark 11. That's a reference to Mark 11, 22, 23, 24. God has a voice. Faith must have a voice. So here he is. He's diligently seeking God for his daughter. And he said, I was confessing for years, even over myself. I was confessing healing. I'd say, the healing power is flowing in my body. The healing power is flowing. And if one thing got off, got off in his body, he'd say, no, you don't. He's, and this is how he talks. I mean, he's bold. Bold. you got to be bold. God needs to know where you stand. You need to know where you stand. And guess who else needs to know? The devil needs to know where you stand. So he got bold. And um, his daughter was 16 years old. They had just, come and, just gotten back from church, him, her and her boyfriend. And they were sitting in the den. And, uh, and 
Dr. Norville, Brother Norville Hayes, he said I, he was walking across the house when all of a sudden he took a step and he said I was in a white cloud. I was no longer in, my, in the house. I was, it was like I was taken up to heaven. And he said, um, he said, I was somewhere in heaven. I didn't see Jesus, but there he was, and he was talking to me. And he was so holy. I love when he says this. He was so holy and so clean. He could sense the, the pureness, the purity of heaven, the, the holiness. But he said, Norval said, I was scared. <laughs> I was scared. And a male voice said this. And I want you to pay attention. Okay, listen. A male voice said this. How long are you going to put up with those growths on your daughter's body? Loud and clear. And Norval said, oh, I don't know, Jesus. I don't know. What do you mean? I don't have them. You know, he got nervous. He was nervous. He said he started trembling. What do you mean? And the Lord said, you're the head of your house. Listen to that. You're the head of your house. And this is what Norval said. He said, I started making excuses, and Jesus got mad at me. He said, if we aren't receiving from heaven, Brother Norval said, God can be mad with your faith and your mouth. Why? God wants us to receive. He wants us to receive our healing. He wants us to receive all that he has. You know, you don't like to see your children sick. God doesn't like seeing us sick. God doesn't like us seeing us in need day in and day out. He doesn't like us see us to see us struggling. That doesn't please him. And so the Lord said, you're the head of your house. Why are you putting up with those growths in your house? They are not from heaven. And the second time, a normal said, yes, sir. This time he said, yes, sir. He responded right. And... And Brother Norval said, when he said that, I saw it. If I let the devil come on my property or in my house, it's because I don't rise up and cast him out. We have to rise up and take authority over the enemy. We're the ones. This is simple now. I'm telling you, your healing is simple. Don't think it's hard. Your miracle is simple. It's not a hard thing. Okay? And... Um, and so why don't we rise up and cast the devil out? Why don't we rise up and cast that sickness out? Because when the pressure's on, we take it. Instead of taking that pressure and putting it back on the devil. We're back on it. We take that pressure, we put it back. Oh, no, you don't, devil. You take that sickness. You take that disease. You take those growths, right? And so the Lord, the Lord said this. And I love what Brother Norval said. He said, it was so simple. It was so simple. Um, and he said, if we will do what God tells us to do, if we'll say what God tells us to say, there's your total success right there. That's the answer to success. Do what he tells you to do. Say what he tells you to say. Amen. Now the Lord said this. Now listen, if you'll cur now he gave him specific instructions. Okay. He said, you're the head of your household. What does that mean? It's like, you need to rise up. You need to get that out, out of your house, right? But then he gives them specific instructions. If you will curse the roots of those growths on your daughter's body, in my name, they will die and disappear if you believe and not doubt. He said, they will die like the fig tree died when I cursed it. And then he started coming back into his body, back into the house. And as he was coming back, he kept hearing, if you will believe and not doubt, if you will believe.
believe and not doubt. If you will believe and not doubt. And that kept ringing in him. And then he slipped back into his body. He said his natural senses began to be restored. Then he heard a voice. Now before the voice was in here, but now he hears a voice talking to his mind and it's out here. He said, and it was a real nice voice. But the devil has a way to sound like God. So here he is back in his house, and um, the voice said, don't go in there right now, where his daughter was. Remember, his daughter and the boyfriend are sitting in the den. Don't go in there right now. She's with her boyfriend, and you don't want to embarrass her. You know, does that sound right? That sounds right, right? And Norville said, oh, shut up. I'm going in there right now. I don't care about boyfriends. That's what he said. I'm going in right now, and I'm going to curse those. The devil kept saying, and he said, the devil started begging and pleading with him. Don't go in there. Please don't go in there. Please don't go in there. And I love what Brother Norville said. The devil can talk you one shade of doubt every day. If he can talk to you doubt, cause you to draw back, then you're not moving forward in faith. Now you're backing up into defeat. That's what he's trying to do. He's trying to get your victory off. And so he's trying to have you back up, right? But God works through faith, not doubt. Amen. So guess what Brother Norval did? He said, I went in there. I went into that den because I was a wild man. I'll send the link in the email so you can watch the testimony yourself. It's about 25 minutes. If, you, if you're not signed up on our email, make sure you are. He said, I went in there like a, a wild man. I went into that den. And I said, Zona, that's his daughter. Jesus told me if I curse the roots of those girls, they're going to die and disappear. There's her boyfriend sitting there with big googly eyes. She's just sitting there, right? And she said, Daddy, what's wrong with you? <laughs> How can you imagine a 16-year-old, right? What's wrong with you, Daddy? And um, Norval said, I just got back from heaven. <laughs> and he cursed, he cursed them. And then he said, after that, for 40 days and 40 nights, I just thanked God every day. See, when you pray is when you have it. The Bible says when you believe, you believe, you receive it at the time that you pray. So he took authority over those. He cursed them at the root. And then from then on, he walked around the house. And he thanked God every day. He said, I would thank God every day. I would say, gross, you're invaders, and this is my house. Look, what's he doing? He's taking his authority. Anything that tries to come on you that's not of God, it's an invader. It's trying to invade you. It's trying to take over your, take your inheritance of healing, deliverance, prosperity. That does not belong. It's an intruder. And it doesn't belong in the household of faith. We are of the household of faith. You are of the household of faith. Don't put up with one little, I don't care if it's a little cough, a little headache. You don't put up with it. You say, oh, no, you don't, devil. You take your hands off my body. I'm God's property. You are God's property. You, you are the one that's in charge of your body. You tell the devil, no, you don't, devil. You take that. This is what I say. You take that headache back to hell where it came from because it doesn't belong in my body. you got to be bold. Something happens when you stir yourself up and you're bold in your faith. You're bold. I don't care. You know, I was telling Sarah the other day, I was going through my healing scriptures, and there's been times when, when I'm reading my healing scriptures and I, I'm fighting symptoms. Symptoms are trying to get on my body, but that doesn't mean I'm the sick. That means that symptoms are trying to get on a healed body. So I'll take my scriptures, I start reading them, and it may start like, he's in his word in him. I may, I may barely be able to say some things. I barely, I may not have the strength in the natural. 
but I'll start reading those by the time I'm done, by the time I get done with that pamphlet. And I thank you, Father. I hold fast to my confession of faith. I'm reading one of the last verses, and I'm saying it loud, and I'm saying it boldly. Why? Because the Word works. The Bible says in Proverbs 4, that Word is life and health to all your flesh. It's medicine. When you take those scriptures and you apply them, there's medicine there. But my point in that story is you may start out weak. You may not be feeling like you even have have the strength to declare God's word. But once you start putting those words in front of you, by the time you're done, you want to say it boldly. Amen. You want to be bold in your faith. Faith is bold. Faith is not shy. Faith doesn't back up. Faith is bold. Come on. You were bold when you didn't know Jesus. A lot of us, right? Bold, bold to say what you wanted to say. Bold to do what you want. Well, be bold in the spirit. Rise up. Come on. Rise up, mighty warrior. Rise up in your spirit, man, and be bold for God. Amen. So he would walk the floor. He would say, thank you, Jesus, for the miracle. Thank you, Jesus, for removing those growths. They can't stay on her. She's my daughter, and this is my household. And he said, all day, not all the day and all the night, I would say it over and over. He said, I said it so much, I started singing it. I started singing it at night. And I'd say, thank you, Jesus. Those growths are, are removed off her body. That's what he would say. Thank you, Jesus. You're the guest in our house. Thank you for removing those growths. Jesus, you just love us and bless us so much. And Zona would hear him. And she'd say, she'd, she'd hear him in her room. Daddy, you're about to drive me nuts, Daddy. About to drive me nuts. They're still here. They're still on my body. See, they, these growths are still on me. But he would say, thank you, Jesus, for removing... See, it doesn't matter what you see. Faith, faith doesn't look at what it can see. Amen. We walk by faith and not by... We walk by faith and not by... We don't walk by sight. We don't walk by what our body feels or tells us. And so, he would just do that. Day in and day out. Is that a hard thing to do? Oh, it's a simple thing. Remember I said miracles are simple. Healings are simple. Amen. So one day, she was in her closet going through some dresses. And all of a sudden, he heard a scream. Ah! He said she hit the wall. She came running down the hallway. And she came running out. And she's like, look at my body. Daddy, look at my legs. Look at my hands. Look at, I, I have new skin. They're gone. They're gone. They're gone. Hallelujah. I have new skin. She goes, this is scaring me. She, it scared her. The power of God came over her and healed her. Was she, did she have some miraculous, you know, experience? Spectacular? See, so many times we're expecting some some spectacular, miraculous thing to happen. We have it all played out in our mind. How I'm going to get healed and who's going to pray over me and it's going to happen in this meeting and this is... No! It's in the daily doing of the Word. It's the simple things. The it's simple. It's just daily doing what God told you to do. It's the daily and then it happened. Why? That power was moving because Brother Norville was obedient to curse it at the root, God gave him specific instructions. You know, Pastor Nancy taught a message about the miracles of God are simple. 
and we try and we complicate it because we expect some spectacular thing to happen. This is how I'm going to get healed. Don't put God in a box. Just do what he told you to do. You know, just do what God told you to do. Refuse to doubt. I love what Brother Norville said. It takes just as much effort to doubt as it does to believe. Just step out boldly and trust him. But look how simple that was. He just started thanking God. He cursed it at the root, and they started thanking God every day. He never let up. Faith never lets up. Faith never lets up. Faith is consistent. The more you say, the more you have. The less you say, the less you have. And we see that in this example of this story. Amen. Now, there's another story. Let's look, we're going to look at a Bible story. Now, this is 2 Kings chapter 5. Because I want you to see it's so simple to be healed. And it belongs to you. It's simple to have your miracle. And this is the story of Naaman. Some of you may know this. 2 Kings chapter 5, verse 1. We'll start here. Miracles are simple. They're not hard. Amen? God's not going to... And you don't have to go and try and make something happen. You just do what God told you to do. Just obey him. Amen? 2 Kings chapter 5, verse 1. says, Now Naaman, commander of the army of the king of Syria, was a great and honorable man in the eyes of his master, because by him the Lord had given victory to Syria. And he was also a mighty man of valor, but... He was a leper. That's what it says in 2 Kings 5.1. He was a leper. And verse 2, the Syrians had gone out on raids. They brought back a a young uh, girl from Israel. She waited on Naaman's wife, and she said to her mistress, If only my master were with the prophet who was in Samaria, for he would heal him of his leprosy. So this young servant girl was from Israel. She knew about the prophet, Elisha. She knew that when the prophet comes, there's healing. Amen? And so if we go down to verse 9, we finally get into, okay, now Naaman's going to go to the prophet's house. He's expecting to be healed, right? Verse 9 says, Then Naaman went with his horses and chariot, and he stood at the door of Elisha's house. So he goes to the prophet's house. He's standing there. Does the prophet come out? No. Elisha sent a messenger to this mighty warrior, this mighty man of valor, and the messenger says, Go, wash in the Jordan seven times, and your flesh shall be restored to you, and you shall be clean. Simple, right? Just go wash seven times. Do it seven times. Now, I want you to pay attention. Verse 11, But Naaman became furious, and he went away. And this is what he said. Indeed, I said to myself, he'll come out to me, he'll stand, he'll call on the name of the Lord, and he'll wave his hand over this place and heal the leprosy. What's going on here? Naaman had in his mind how this miracle of his would take place. The man of God's going to come out, he's going to wave his hand, it's going to be spectacular, it's going to be a, you know, a great scene, right? This is, this is what Naaman expected. Naaman put his miracle in a box. He had his own um, imagination of how this would all take place. Is that how it happened? No. The prophet doesn't even come out. The prophet doesn't even. And so he got upset. He almost lost his miracle because he expected this miracle to take place his way. And it didn't. 
Verse 12, are not the Abana, the Parfar, the rivers of Damascus better? And then he gets upset about the waters, better than all the waters of Israel. Can I, can I go wash in these other rivers and be clean? So he turned away and he was upset. It says he went away in a rage. Verse 13, and his servants came and said, my father, if the prophet had told you to do something great, would you not have done it? In other words, this is a simple thing. You expected him to go tell you to do some great thing. Wouldn't you have done it? How much more than when he says, just wash and be clean. It's just so simple. Just wash and be clean. So then God Naaman comes to his senses. He went down, verse 14, dipped seven times in the Jordan, according to the saying of the man of God, and his flesh was restored like the flesh of a little child, and he was clean. Miracles show up. Dr. Nancy taught on this. Miracles show up in the ordinary life. You may be changing a diaper. You may be cleaning your house. You may be like Zona, who was in her room, cleaning out her closet for fall, going through her dresses. Miracles happen in the ordinary life. It's the daily saying yes to God. Daily obeying God. It's so simple. We have to get our minds off of, this is how the miracle is going to happen. Right? Pastor and I had to get our minds off of, well, this is how we're going to get our building. Listen, we just know God said we're going to have a building. I don't have to put my, my mind on how I think it's going to happen. If I do that, then I could get the arm of the flesh involved and lose, lose that. Whole, that's, isn't that what happened to Abraham and Sarah? God said, Abraham, you're going to have a baby. And so here they are waiting, Right? But they're trying to make it happen themselves. Well, God said this. We're going to try and make it happen. God said this. And what happens? Sarah's like, well, you know, we know God said it. Let's get my handmaiden, Hagar. She can sleep with you, and that's how we'll have an heir. And Abraham did not have any problems or issues with sleeping with Hagar. (laughs) But what happened? He got an Ishmael. He should have stuck with what God said. Because if you go back, God said multiple times the heir will come through you. The air will come through you and Sarah, through your bodies. But they got, they got out of their own, they got into the mental arena. They started calculating. See, you don't have to calculate. When God gives you a word, just do what he says. Now, remember, I'm talking about healing. I'm talking about your miracle. Amen. There doesn't have to be some dramatic setting. What about, what about you just, I love what Pastor Nancy said. What about if you just stepped your, someone just steps their foot out into the parking lot and boom, they're healed. Why not? It's happened before. She tells the story of a man who was a truck driver, and he was driving an 18-wheeler, and he hit head-on another 18-wheeler. And so he, he uh, couldn't walk. He was, in a way, crippled. He, he was using, you know, those crutches where you put your arms through to move. And so over time... Um, he came to one of the Dufresne Ministries conferences, and doctor was there. And I think at this point he had become a pastor, but he was still had this, you know, the, the effects of the, um, the, the car accident. And so doctor invited all the pastors over to his house for lunch. And he was so excited because he'd always wanted to, um, you know, you get to go sit in the presence of a prophet, a man of God. He was excited. Well, so he gets to the house, and guess what? The house is up on a hill. There's not a lot of parking. 
So they're parking on the side. She said there was like a dirt road up until it reached the driveway. Then once you got to the driveway, then there's pavement, right? And so up near the driveway, there were shrubs. And doctor had these shrubs. How many of you have been to Disneyland? How many of you want to go back? Okay, no. Um, and they had these shrubs, and he had them spelled out, Ed and Nancy. Just like Disneyland, they said. I thought that was cute. Okay, so he gets there. He parks. He gets his crutches, the ones that go around, you know. Those are the kind that people are usually using all the time, right? He starts going up. He gets up there, and once he reaches the paved driveway, I love this. The power of God hit him, and he was healed. He took off the crutches, and he threw them in the Ed and Nancy <laughs> shrubs. And now he's telling the story to Pastor Nancy. Pastor Nancy's like, well, did you ever come in the house? He said, no, I was so excited. I was so excited. I ran down the driveway, got in my car, drove home, and told my wife that God had healed me. That's how simple, that's how easy it is for God to heal. It's an easy thing. It happens in the daily doing. I thought when, I, when she was telling this story, I was thinking, I bet God put it in his heart, get to that meeting. He doesn't tell you everything. Maybe he thought the healing would come in the meeting. I don't know. But then because he went, see, when you obey God in that one step, then there's going to be another thing that's going to open up, right? Isn't that what happened to Moses? When they put their feet in the water, the Red Sea, they had to take the first step. And then, boom, there's the miracle. The Red Sea parts. But they had to take the first step, right? The same thing with this man. I thought, I bet God prompted him, go to those meetings. Get to that meeting. And then he gets invited to the house. And then he's going up the, 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 you know, the road. And then when he hits the paved driveway, Boom, the power of God hits. And he's healed supernaturally. Amen. That's how easy. Say it's easy. easy. That's how easy it is. It's important. Proximity matters. Oh, yeah, it matters. It matters. Amen. We don't have to pay some great price. God already paid it for us. He already paid the price. We just keep it simple. Just do the word. There's another story of Dr. When he found out he had cancer, he went to the doctor and they said, you have cancer. I, I thought they said it was like in his bones or whatever. And, um, and so he went home. He didn't start grabbing healing scriptures. Okay, by his stripes I'm healed. Uh, he sent his word and he, he healed me. You know, he didn't start grabbing healing scriptures. What did he do? He inquired of the Lord. Lord, what did I, where am I missing it? What did I do wrong? Where I, am I missing it somewhere? This is important. This is how simple your miracle is. Ask the Lord, Lord, what do I need to do? Instead of grabbing at healing scriptures when you need healing, instead of grabbing at prosperity scriptures when you need prosperity, there's a miracle that can take place if you'll obey God. And when he gives you an instruction... Don't take it lightly, because that could be connected to your miracle. Amen. And so, so he asked the Lord, where, where am I missing it? And the Lord told him, he said, two areas. Number one, you're not getting rest like I told you to. So I told you to rest. Now, you're resting. You did it for a little bit, but then you stopped. 
Listen, when we don't obey the Lord, he tells us to rest. You need to rest. It opens the door to sickness. And the second area the Lord told him is, I told you as a prophet there are things you're supposed to be saying and you're not saying them. So he made that correction. He didn't get all upset. He made the correction. Amen? And when he made that correction, and I love this because he didn't get upset and, oh, man, I missed it. Man, I missed it. I don't know what's wrong with me. He didn't go there. See, you can't go there. You can't get all upset at yourself. You just pick yourself up. Yes, sir. Okay, Lord, this is where he said I'm missing it. I'm going to make that adjustment right now. I believe as I'm talking to you right now that, God, there's certain areas in your life the Lord's told you. He's told you certain things you should be doing or, or not doing or putting away or, or um, adding to your life. I believe that with all my heart. It's a simple, your miracle so simple. Your healing, it's simple. Just do what God says and do it. Amen. And so when he, when he fixed those two areas, resting his body and then saying what God told him to say, the Lord said, um, doctor said, okay, God, forgive me. He repented. That's the first thing he did. He repented. Amen. Repent means to turn and walk away from those things. In other words, I'm not doing that anymore. And God said, I forgive you. And in 30 days, it will be gone. And on day 28, he went back to the doctor. And the doctor said, somebody up there must really like you because it's gone. What, was it a hard thing? No, it was simple. Lord, where am I missing it? Where, where, where did I miss it? I missed it somewhere. Amen. Because, see, God never misses it. God's given us his word. So when, when something happens like that, check yourself. Ask the Lord, where am I missing it? All he had to do was hear from God. All you have to do is, what is God saying to you? What is he telling you about your finances? What is he telling you about your body? What is he telling you about the healing that you're, you've been saying? What has he been telling you that you haven't done yet? I remember when I was a kid, the preachers would say, if God hasn't moved, you need to go back and, and what's the last thing he told you to do? What's the last thing he told you to do? Because he told you to do something and you didn't do it. Right? And we've all been there. We've all been there. We could all raise our hand and say, Pastor, I've been there. I know. Right? But I want to encourage you, instead of going and grabbing scriptures, and I'm going to quote these scriptures every day, confess, confess. Well, a doctor could have taken scriptures and confessed the word and not been healed because he didn't rest, and then he didn't obey God and say what God told him to say. So then, if, and he could have taken scriptures and died, and then people would have said, see, God doesn't work. No, it's our responsibility. Like Dr. Norville Hayes, Brother Norville. He got a specific word. How did he do that? He was seeking God day and night. Lord, show me. Basically, he's saying the same thing. Where am I missing it? Show me why this isn't happening. Show me. There was sincerity. He wanted to know the truth. In God's presence, there is all truth. There is victory in his presence. There's no defeat. There is no defeat in God. So when you go to him, he's going to give you answers that are going to lead to your victory. And it's a simple thing. Both of these things, so simple. Naaman, so simple. Right? But he, he didn't, he didn't, um, he didn't get the answer that he wanted. When God gives you an answer... It may not be the answer you want. It may tell you you need to forgive that person. 
that did that to you, even though it was 20 years ago, and what they did was really, really bad. He may tell you to forget. He may tell you to do something. I know he does. He speaks through his word, but he speaks to your heart. And so it's so important that we obey him. Amen. Come on. When he's dealing with you about something and you don't think it's related to your miracle, you need to think again. Think again. He may deal with you about your love walk. He may deal with you about your relationship with, you know, your spouse. Your, how, are, how are those interactions? Do we need to make sure we're staying in love? Right? He may deal with you about your finances. He may deal with you about something he's told you to do a long time ago and you haven't done it yet. I don't know. He's going to deal differently with Pastor Marcus than he is with me. He's going to tell Noemi something that she needs different than me. We all have different areas. That's why it's so important to hear from God for ourselves. You need an answer? Seek him and you will find him. It's a simple answer. Don't ever let the devil tell you it's hard. It is not hard. Matthew, uh, I believe it's Matthew 11, talks about Jesus says, Come unto me, all you that are burdened and heavy laden. I will give you rest. The Amplified, it goes on to say, My yoke is light and easy. And it says in the Amplified, it's not hard. When, when the devil comes and says, that's too hard, you can't do it. I can do it. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. If God told me to do it, I can do it. It is not a hard thing. It is not hard to obey God. Your miracle, your healing is on the other side. I just got to obey God and do what he tells me to do. Amen. Amen. It's simple. Amen. It's a simple thing. Yes. Praise God. It's not hard. Don't ever call what God calls when God calls you to do something, don't ever call it hard. Don't call it a struggle. Don't call it, it's too difficult. Don't use those words. Did you hear me? Don't use those words that it's hard, that it's difficult, that you can't do it. Who said so? Who said you can't do it? Who said that it was hard? That's the enemy trying to lie to you. He's trying to push you back like he did to Brother Norval. Don't go in there. Don't go in there. You're going to embarrass her. Well, he goes, I don't care. I'm taking authority over this. It's going to die right now. Those things are dying at the root. And then after that, he walked around the house. Thank you, Father, that she's healed. Thank you that those growths are removed. And he did it day in, day out, day in, day out. Why? Because the devil comes day in, day out. He comes. He's persistent. He's pers Your faith has to be persistent. Jesus said, when I come, will I find persistent faith? I say, Lord, you're going to find persistent faith right here. i got to pick it up. Let's be persistent with our faith. You know how you're persistent with your faith? You're obeying God and your words. You've got the right words. No more, well, I'm so tired. You know? I've had my moments. I've had, I remember several years back, I was like, man, I'm so tired. I'm so tired. And I was tired. And guess what? I got more tired because I kept saying I was tired. And the Lord said, what are you doing? Stop saying that. So I stopped saying, I'm not tired. I'm strong in the Lord and the power of his might. I'm not weak. The Bible says, let the weak say, I'm strong. Amen. It's simple. It's simple. Your miracle is simple. Do what God told you to do. Don't put him in a box expecting it to happen a certain way. Just obey him. Just find out, Lord, what, am I, what do I need to do about this situation? Inquire of the Lord, what do I need to do? And guess what? He'll show you. Will you hear an audible voice? Will you be taken into a cloud, white cloud like Brother Norval? Probably not. 
Probably not, but you may get a prompting like, you need to stop doing this. You need to start confessing this. A scripture may come up in your heart. Take the time. Find out what scripture. Because when it comes from God, then you can go back to, God said this. God told me to do this, and I'm doing it. So I'm blessed. God told me to, to, to say this scripture. So I'm saying this scripture. This is my scripture. And your heart, your words, you attach yourself to those things. And you're, you're attaching your faith to it. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Well, let's lift our hands. Father, we just thank you that it's light and easy with you. It's so simple. Father, I thank you. Oh, you're the God of miracles. You're our healer, our deliverer. We thank you, Father, for that healing, for that healing anointing. We thank you for that anointing that destroys every yoke, removes every burden. Now there's some, there's some of us. Why don't we all just bow our heads? Lord, say this with me. If you, if you feel like I need, I need an answer, Pastor. There's some areas in my life I, I have. I've been taking my scriptures, but I, I really haven't asked the Lord about it. I need to get specific answers. Now, if you need a general answer and God doesn't say anything to you, then grab those scriptures. But first find out, is there something specific. So with every head bowed, every eye closed, if you want, if you need a specific answer, let's pray right now. The Bible says ask and you will receive. Amen. So pray this with me. Say, dear heavenly father, I ask you right now for the answer to this situation and name whatever it is that I'm facing. I ask you for specific directions, specific directions, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Yes, Jesus. Yes, we'll make that. We'll make that adjustment, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Yes, thank you, Father. God, I believe God's speaking to some of you this morning and even when you go home tonight or today he's going to show you he's going to be he's going to give you those specifics that you need it may be a scripture it may be an instruction it may be an adjustment to make but it's a simple thing it's a simple thing and you'll and once you get that instruction or that scripture whatever he tells you to do then you just start implementing it and then you start saying, thank you, Father. This situation has turned. I'm being obedient to you. This situation has turned, Lord. My body's turned towards you. I thank you.